Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. He was a life that impacted uh, many different people on many different stages of life. Uh, Pastor Tim Keller influenced other pastors. He discipled them. He mentored them, and sometimes without even knowing them. But today we remember his life uh, with very special friends. Stay with us. Kevin McCullough. Kevin McCullough. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. He is playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, welcome to Monday. Uh, it has been a pretty uh, interesting last few days, uh, particularly here in the New York tri-state tri- uh, area. We've we've had the loss of um, a major pastoral voice in our community here, and the impact of that is being felt. Uh, today, we will take some time to remember the life of Tim Keller, a senior pastor and a founding pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church here in New York City. Uh, a couple of pastors who were greatly impacted by him will join us and talk uh, of their impact on their personal ministry. One who was kind of a senior shepherd the same time Tim Keller was. Uh, you know, there's there's kind of one set of pastors that uh, have larger churches, and they've been doing this a really long time, and they're kind of looked up to by a lot of the younger pastors in the area. And Tim Keller certainly was part of that community. We'll ask Dr. David Epstein to tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like to have him as part of that uh, discussion. And then a little bit later on, a younger pastor who um, largely formed a lot of his ministry philosophy uh, by the impact and work of uh, Pastor Tim Keller. But uh, all that straight ahead this hour, I hope you'll stay with us. We're, it's also Monday, so we're going to check the markets. Hillary Kramer will be here, and it should be uh, a good hour. I hope that you are with us for the full show today. Uh, I want to get to uh, a breaking news story. And there's a lot of stuff that that qualifies as breaking news uh, these days. Uh, one one story in particular, though, caught my attention over the weekend, and I, I I had to talk about it because it's just what's happening here is just so beyond the pale of what I think any of us ever realized or would be okay with, uh, to be honest with you. And I think that that's why we are in a uh, situation right now where we've got a um, we, we, we just, we need to, to be aware of, of what I'm talking about, uh, in the fiscal year of 2021 that ended in November of that year, uh, the U S government was forced to admit this last week that the FBI, the federal Bureau of investigation conducted 278,000 searches without warrants in the U S illegally. Um, there's not a single one of those searches that should have happened without a warrant. And yet there were 278,000 
that these are these are physical searches where they're coming to your premises or your car or your person and they are searching you without a warrant. Uh, the information was released uh, in a FISA court uh, ruling this past week. And if you break the math down, that means that the FBI was carrying out as many as 750, roughly 762, uh, warrantless searches every day for the entire year of fiscal year 2021. You have to, you have to do 700 searches a day fiscally to get to that number, 248,000, 200, whatever thousand it was, 275, 78,000 for the year. Um, 762 warrantless searches per day. That's 32 improper and illegal searches, according to the law and according to the FBI, illegally done. That's 32 an hour that the FBI is carrying out. That breaks down to a new warrantless search almost every two minutes for the entire day. For the entire day, for the entire week, for the entire month, for the entire year of 2021, the FBI was conducting a new warrantless illegal physical search once almost every two minutes. Now, those numbers are pretty stunning. But that doesn't include data searches on U.S. citizens by the FBI as well. And those also require search warrants to be legal. But in 2021, the FBI conducted 3.4 million data searches. So, for instance, if somebody's, you know, John Smith is over here and the FBI thinks he's a troublemaker, uh, they get a warrant, they go to a judge, they get a warrant, they come back, they, they can... They can get into his his digital his digital life, just like rummaging through his actual physical house. They can do they can rummage through his digital house, but they have to have the warrant to do it. And three point four million times in just that single year, the FBI searched citizens' data without warrants. Three point four million times. That's over nine thousand per day, almost four hundred per hour, and about seven times per minute. You couple that with the physical searches, um, every two minutes, the FBI was running 13, every two minutes, they were running 13 to 14 data searches illegally against an American citizen and conducting one physical search against an American citizen every two minutes, every hour, every day, every week, every month, all year. Now, this is the same agency that got a tip that according to the Durham report that, that got a tip that said that Hillary Clinton's campaign was trying to frame Donald Trump with Russia collusion and they didn't look into it. They literally got a tip saying this is going on. And they said, no, we're not going to look into that. Um, it's the same agency that allowed um, Mr. Strzok and his, his lover who was also an FBI agent, but both were married to other people. And so what they were having was an extramarital affair, which is disallowed by the FBI code of conduct. They allowed that to stay in place, even though the affair was known because they were working to unseat the president. It's the same agency that held on to the Hunter Biden laptop, which if you listen to this show, you know that what's on that laptop, there are, there's evidence of underage sex crimes. There's evidence of um, pay-to-play stuff regarding government payoffs. There's, there's all kinds of stuff, 10% for the big guy. That's all on the Hunter laptop. They still have possession of it. They still haven't filed any any charges uh, regarding the the contents of it. 
It's the same agency that knew about the Russia collusion hoax, and they knew that it was being perpetrated by the Clinton campaign, and they went and they briefed President Obama and Vice President at the time, Biden. They briefed them about it. That was the same agency that did it. And it's the same agency that in the Durham report that came out last week that has just been laid bare to absolute, utter corruption. Now, think about the year that this happened, 2021. That was the year following the election. That was the year they were doing all kinds of hunts on who was part of January 6th and who, you know, who, who, all, all kinds of stuff that they were trying to, to, you know, had who had communicated with people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so in that year, after Biden was elected, that first year, they did nearly 4 million illegal searches of American citizens' data records and physical searches. KT McFarlane, who's on the show on a regular basis, was a victim of warrantless searches. She told that in her story in her book called Revolution. And she told that story on this show. That FBI agent showed up without a warrant and said, you can talk to us here, you can talk to us now, or we can do this the hard way. And they expected to be given the opportunity to search her home without it. And friends, this doesn't account for the, the lawful searches that the FBI should be doing with warrants. This is just the illegal searching that's being done. Um, Alan Dershowitz, a big time Hillary donor and supporter and voter. He, he confirmed the same thing last week after the Durham report came out. We need to be very serious with our government about their abuses towards the American people and letting them search without warrants is not the way to go. Kevin McCullough coming right back. We're going to remember Tim Keller's stay here. champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, 
I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, on this Monday, we are remembering the life of Tim Keller, who, as word got out last uh, Thursday, last Friday, I guess, uh, he passed away after only going into hospice for, I think, about 24 hours. But he had battled different forms of cancer for a little over 10 years. Uh, Some of that had been in recession and then in the last few years, a different form had come back and there was uh, some elevated um, acceleration of that cancer towards the end, even though he was in um, different forms of treatments, uh, no, nothing seemed to work. And he did go into hospice and the family put out a statement on Thursday that he had entered hospice. And on Friday, they let us know that he had, in fact, passed away. Over the weekend, I saw a lot on social media about the impact of Tim Keller on a lot of people throughout the uh, tri-state area and and the nation, actually. Um, I know that people like Keith and Kristen Getty, for example, uh, musical artists out of Nashville, uh, have been hugely influenced in their hymn writing uh, because of Tim's contribution. Uh, but I wanted to talk to a couple of different voices today that may bring some, some new life uh, to the discussion. I wanted to talk to someone who had known Tim in the context of kind of the the shepherds of New York and as the pastors that had served for long periods of time, what kind of a conversation did he bring to the fore uh, in that community? And then a little bit later on, we're going to talk to somebody who was more or less personally discipled by Tim Keller and how that's impacted his ministry. But I want to first speak with a former senior pastor of Calvary Baptist Church, Dr. David Epstein, who rejoins us. And in fact, he was on the air here in New York on WMCA for many, many years and uh, David, is always a pleasure to speak with you. It doesn't happen often enough, but thank you for being willing to share some of your thoughts today. Uh, Kevin, it's just great to hear your voice again and to be connected uh, back into New York City. Yeah, uh, We miss you guys, and uh, we love the city. Uh, we love Calvary Baptist Church, and we certainly uh, loved and uh, had a great, great appreciation 
for our brother Tim Keller um, and his really prophetic voice uh, for so many years. And uh, now to think that he is seeing the Lord face to face. It's an amazing thing. And uh, that gospel he preached, he's experiencing it firsthand forever now. Yeah. When you talk about him seeing Jesus, I almost kind of debate is, is he, do I, am I happy for him <laughs> or am I sad I for the family? Because, and that's literally what Paul said, but let me ask you that's that first question I had. Um, you know, when you think of the kind of the, the, the leadership of the, of the shepherd community in the New York tri-state, there's, there's a few of you that had really longevity at your posts and had, you know, fairly large churches and you, and you, you had a chance to disciple a lot of others that came around you and so forth. But Tim was definitely in that community of shepherds of influence. And I'm, what did he bring to the table uh, amongst you guys? Well, I would say, uh, as many know, uh, his love for the city and his uh, vision for what the city could be as the evangelical church lived out the uh, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ was so impactful. Um, his his love for reaching young adults, which of course is comprises so much of New York City, doesn't it? And uh, his writings um, were just so profound. You know, he was certainly one of the giants of the 21st century evangelical church. There's absolutely no question. And we were privileged uh, to minister in New York City during the time he was there. Um, His books have uh, left a lasting legacy, you know. I was always impacted by not only how reasoned and intellectual they were, when I think about the reason for God, for instance, but also about how personal and practical they were. Uh, when you look at things like uh, walking with God in the midst of sorrow right. and meaning of marriage, which was just phenomenal. And his wife, Kathy's contribution to that was just so wonderful uh, to hear their voices together. I've recommended that book a lot, and I've used that book myself in encouraging others. And then, of course, books like The Prodigal Prophet and The Prodigal uh, was it the prodigal prophet and the prodigal God? Uh, how powerful taking those those stories and applying them in a Renaissance man kind of way, uh, culture, uh, philosophy, history, art, and of course, ultimately scripture. I mean, he impacted all of us magnificently, uh, Kevin. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I had... Uh, a lot of books in my library, as you can imagine, over the years. And when we left New York, uh, many of them went to my staff and also to the New York School of the Bible students, which was wonderful. And I only brought a few dozen with me down here, but I brought Tim Keller's books with me as well. <laughs> and uh, they'll continue to be encouraging and, and motivating for me as well. But an amazing man. It is kind of interesting when you speak with him. And I was a transplant to the New York City area. I didn't grow up here. So uh, and I've been here almost 20 years now. But the when you hear pastors across the tri-state and they will often quote, you know, Tozer, or someone else, but but Keller's almost always one of the people that uh, that they invoke when they when they're looking for citation of of kind of authoritative um, uh, takes on on scriptural understanding, and yes. um, in some ways, and I, I'm just curious your thoughts. H- how would he compare to like say a C.S. Lewis? Would you would you put him in the same kind of literary literary kind of ranking as someone like C.S. Lewis? 
I would absolutely. And um, I think the impact of Tim Keller um, in the 21st century, both in New York and the States and also around the world uh, has been has been awesome, really. And so I would definitely put him in the, the category of C.S. Lewis and uh, with the the reason and the the intellect, but also the uh, the personal application yeah. as well and the centrality of Christ in the midst of it all. There's And that's the key part to it to me because and that's the key part of it to me, because if if the practical application and the centrality of the gospel isn't foremost, then no matter how brilliant the insight it doesn't have the ability to change lives. Did you have an, a personal interaction with him that was particularly memorable during your time in New York? Yes, I did. Uh, I was basically an acquaintance of Tim over the years and never had the privilege, uh, as so many, of really knowing him well. But uh, I'll never forget the first uh, time we were together uh, was after I'd only been in New York a short time, maybe a couple of weeks. And I got a call from Tim and he invited me to have lunch and uh and get to know each other a little bit and so that was a real privilege and so we met for lunch and uh he shared with me how much respect he had for calvary baptist Hmm. uh over the years of ministry and it's it's ministry to the city and then uh he shared some things with me about new york city i asked him to share tell me about the city tell me about what's going on and uh then tell me about your own philosophy of how you're reaching the city and uh it was so powerful to listen to him, you know. Um, and then uh, I asked him about Redeemer. Tell me about Redeemer. The story is so amazing. And it, I think when I came in 97, Redeemer had only been in existence for maybe eight or nine years, if I'm correct. The late 80s, I think. Um, but the stories he was telling, uh, it was just so, so exciting. Uh, I thought, man, it's going to be wonderful to minister in this city. And uh, no, Tim is here and Redeemer is here. And of course, we got to know the church much, much better as the years went on. Yeah. So that's probably my best story. I think, yeah. <laughs> what, what a memorable one as a brand new oh, uh, pastor Tim in the city. Like, what, couldn't be a better welcoming committee. Oh, he well, was so great, Jim. D- uh, Dr. David Epstein, we appreciate your time today. Thank you for remembering our friend. And uh, God bless you and your uh, pursuits ahead. We appreciate you. God bless you too. Uh, we love you guys. Thank okay. you so much. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. 
color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, as we continue our tribute to uh, Pastor Tim Keller and what he uh, has, uh, with the kind of impact he's left behind, uh, we heard from a senior shepherd, Dr. David Epstein, just a second ago, but I wanted to go uh, into the uh, the younger generation of pastors that were impacted by uh, Pastor Tim. And as we were talking to people, there were all sorts of stories that bubbled up uh, across the tri-state. But my friend, Dr. Dave Watson said, you know, you got to talk to uh, Dr. John Wellborn, uh, the lead pastor at Salem Church on Staten Island. So I thought we would do that. Hello, John. Hello, Kevin. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Who was Tim Keller to you? Tim Keller was a pastor to pastors, uh, to an entire generation of pastors who may not know him personally. I didn't have a deep personal relationship uh, with Dr. Keller at all, but I have consumed so many of his books and articles and teaching um, and really followed in, a, in, in, in his footsteps as a trailblazer for uh, sound uh, doctrine coupled with uh, cultural awareness, kindness, winsomeness, and love for people. And so he really was from a distance. He was a mentor and a pastor to myself and many others. There there are thousands of pastors that fit that bill, John. Talk to us about talk to us about how his ministry impacted you. How did it help shape you as as a young pastor? 
Well, it, it, you have to categorize it almost. I mean, so when you talk about uh, pastoring professionals and people that have high demand job work environments, you know, uh, Pastor Keller was such a, a trailblazer in the area of faith and work. So uh, his book, Every Good Endeavor, helped me to to develop my theology of vocation and at the same time pastor people in my church in demanding work environments, just like he did for all those years in Manhattan. You know, when you talk about engaging the, the lostness of a city, you take a uh, church or you take his his work on on church planting which was fundamental to, to to my calling as a pastor and church planter um to read over how god led him to new york city and, and led him to engage the city with the gospel uh you talk about uh, apologetics and how to deal with skeptics and do so in a kind loving and compassionate way you read a reason for god and then you hear his lectures in secular college environments where he he took all manner of attacks but yet did so gently and lovingly, but also very capably. He, he addressed the challenges to Christianity in such a, a loving and kind and winsome way. And so really, when you ask about his impact, it, it, it is and it's categorical. In so many areas of my pastoral ministry, I've been touched and marked by the ministry of, of Tim Keller. We're going to miss him greatly. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little more about apologetics and theological impact. Uh, did he Did he help you challenge or strengthen um, you know, your, your theology as it's, um, being given from your pulpit. Absolutely. There, there was nobody greater in helping you to see Christ in the Old Testament than, than, than Pastor Keller. I mean, from any text, from any place, uh, anywhere in the Bible, Leviticus or Numbers, any of those places that a lot of us pastors kind of avoid if we can, uh, tongue in cheek, I mean, but you could find Christ in those passages. You could show how Jesus is the hero. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the one, um, you know, who is the better Abraham, the, the better Isaac, the better David. And, and so pre Preaching was affected. I, I I think his book on preaching is a fundamental text that I give to all of my staff and and others that I have a chance to pour into from a preaching context because he really does help us to see how preaching is not just sound doctrine and theology, but it's also connecting with the culture. What are the presuppositions of the people in your pews? What what are they dealing with? What are their pain points and what are their assumptions that that you need to challenge and also uh, address from a biblical perspective? So from a preaching standpoint, uh, you know, so helpful. But then from the apologetic standpoint, when you're dealing with those that are skeptical, um, you know, what do you address? How do you approach them? How do you take their critiques or skepticisms at their greatest form and not demean them or belittle them, but to show that there's a there's a fingerprint of of their creator that's leading them that they need to listen to. And Jesus is the fulfillment of that. So, yeah, yeah no, no question, just um, incredible impact in, in leading pastors like me to a more Christ-centered approach. There was um, a word you used earlier uh, that was winsomeness. And when I think of the culture and where we are today with everything from public schools trying to transition kids against their parents' permission to any number of other cultural phenomenons that are really encroaching upon what has traditionally been kind of a hands-off area of a lot of our lives. I think winsomeness is becoming even more important in terms of that discussion. How did he impact you in terms of the issue of, of telling the gospel, but telling it from the viewpoint that it's ultimately the most winsome message there is? Absolutely. No, I, I think that, um, that, that Pastor Keller embodied 
um, uh, you know, harmless as doves, shrewd as serpents. There was no impugning his doctrine. He believed the, what the Bible taught about, about marriage and family and sexuality and preached it unapologetically, but yet was able to, to, to minister to people who didn't agree with him on that initially and show them the beauty of the gospel, the, the, the beauty of God and the, the beauty of Christ. And then as they fell in love with Jesus, he saw people who who those secondary issues uh, for them anyway, began to fade away in such a way that it became more about honoring and loving Jesus that affected every other aspect. Dr. Yes. John Wellborn, we appreciate your memories today and your insights. Thank you for being here. Storm is the heavyweight champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is dead. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak, uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to Bring Her Home. 
www.thepeopleofgod.org. the globe learn why it matters first on kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough it's a monday and that means we turn to the markets to see how they're responding to what's happened over the weekend and kind of get a preview of maybe what uh, holds them in holds in store for them for the week uh but the one thing that's looming financially all over the country is this uh, squabble between president biden and house majority leader uh, house speaker of the house rather kevin mccarthy uh, over the debt ceiling, the Republicans have put a bill forward. The Senate has kind of ignored it. The president says he's not going to deal with it. And the president says, I don't have to do anything about this. So let's turn to Hillary Kramer of Hillary Kramer, uh, Kramer Capital and uh, find out what she thinks about it. Hillary, um, this this happens all the time. It seems like every time the debt ceiling is negotiated, it's a big game of chicken right up to the very end. Do you think that the president or the speaker are going to let the country fall into default? Absolutely not. That's why this is really a moot conversation that debt ceiling will be raised, will be able to go forward. Of course, what is the concern on the Republican side? You know, much of the, and, and on, it's a bipartisan, bipartisan issue, which is, you know, the more, the more we borrow, the more we owe, but there's nothing we can do about it right now because we're, we can't afford to be defaulting right now. Yeah. That's something we can't do. And the market is telling us today with its behavior, which is uh, rel- relatively flat, uh, is that uh, is that this is going to be worked out and it's not going to be such a big problem. I want to ask you about that because people in your line of work often will say, well, you know, the politicians are saying this, but the markets are saying this. And there is kind of like a secret code to what the market says through its actions, isn't there? Absolutely. The market tells you what's going to happen. So when there's going to be big discussions on the debt ceiling and what should happen with it, and then the market, you know, is looking like it's doing okay, right? I mean, S&P flat, right? Uh, Dow down slightly 30 basis points and even NASDAQ up at this moment in time. I thought the whole, it had been basically all sort of flat. Right. Uh, It's telling you that we're going to be we're going to be fine. Um, now, of course, we're going to see rates start to get slashed soon, which is interesting because you're just about now having individual investors jumping into the market, jumping in with bonds. And uh, it's really a shame because they're everyone's dry. This is true driving looking in the rearview mirror. That's okay. what we're seeing. So with that in mind, uh, we've got a few minutes left. Give us the backdrop to some uh, some stocks you like in the midst of this atmosphere. Because with you, the, with you, I want to just say this to my listeners. It's not whether the market's up or down. It's what stocks you're looking at when it is where it is. This is what I've learned from Hillary over time. So Hillary, what are you watching today? Well, I think one of the best ones that you could... Uh... That you could possibly watch today um, is 3M, MNM. That used to be an old favorite of ours. The stock is trading at exactly $100. You get a dividend yield of 6%. 
take that 6% dividend yield. Uh, that stock 3M has just been decimated, decimated. If you look at a chart one year back, you'll see it just it's just a slow curve. I mean, it started to try to get back a bit in the fall, but then slid right back down. So it's at the bottom of, it's really at its very bottom uh, stock price right now. And so if anyone likes to be a dumpster diver, go on in and catch this one. And uh, and there's 60,000 products in 3M and yeah. transportation, electronics, healthcare, consumer. It's all in the right areas. The numbers are very strong. And, uh, and the $34 billion in sales a year, you know, it's incredible. And the return on equity, like, what does that mean? It's 36%. It's incredible. That means for every dollar that is put into 3M uh, to get put to work, one ends up with a dollar uh, 36 out of it. So that, that's very, very important. So we really like 3M for the long term for your portfolio. Uh, we spoke last week about Disney uh, because I felt very strongly that everyone should be looking at that. They're in the $90 range, still flooding. They're still there at $90. If someone wants to be really careful, <clears throat> maybe have a buy at, at, uh, at, uh, not at uh, maybe $85 are $82 so that if there's a really bad day in the market and we had Disney dips, you can just pick some up and hold it for that long term. But again, you see all green when you look at their profit and loss statement and their revenues and all of their ratios. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's unbelievable. And right now the stock is going down uh, because of a concerns about streaming and whether or not Disney plus can really bring in all the subscribers that analysts thought. But now the bigger issue is, um, is DeSantis right now he's moving to disqualify the judge and the Disney lawsuit over the right. Well, Disney announced last week that they're, they're going to stop production on that new billion dollar park. So I was wondering how that factors in. That's all part of it because that's where it's become so incredibly politicized. Right. Uh, because that's, you know, okay, so it's like now DeSantis, our Governor DeSantis is really going to learn what happens when you take on the mouse. <laughs> I, would, I would recommend that you don't fight with the mouse. Just, just leave the mouse alone. Uh, that, that would be a... My bet. Now, I told everyone a week ago, I just want to follow up on Palantir for you all. It was below $10, and I told you that um, many big institutions are not allowed to buy stocks that are so low priced under $10. Well, now Palantir trading right up there. It's going to hit $12. It actually did today, $12.10, but I bet it closes the day at $12. Now you're going to see people come in and buying uh, Palantir the kind of secretive data collection, um, AI, data, a kind of organization, security, configuration company um, founded by Peter Thiel. So I think that's one that, you know, you, you certainly want to take a look at. Now, here's one. I'd love your input, uh, Kevin, because it's so interesting with its 5.2% dividend yield, and that's Ford. Hmm. Ford is trading at approximately $11, and let's just say it's trading at $11.60. It's slightly under that. Today, it's been uh, between $11.37 and $11.73, so it's kind of bouncing all over there. But uh, that might be one for anyone who wants to own Ford for the long run. 
to have a buy-in at, at 1090 or at 1110. I mean, look, again, you don't want to try to get cute, but if you can buy a stock 50 that's at low price, 50 cents less than it'll be at the end of the day or the end of the next day, you know, you've already given yourself, you know, a nice two to three percent return. Yeah. Well, Hillary, on this Monday, you have given us a stock full of uh, stock picks. We appreciate you for that. Thank you for your uh, idea, uh, your assessment on the debt ceiling. And we'll be talking to you again very soon. Oh, wonderful. I love being on your show. Bond is the heavyweight champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is dead. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised. And I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. 
I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's mypillow.com promo code. KMC. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, as we uh, continue on, um, for the final few minutes here, just a reminder, uh, we're here all week, breaking news, what it means, wh- why it matters uh, every single day. Um, you heard uh, earlier, um, Pastor Dr. David Epstein, former pastor of uh, uh, Calvary Baptist Church on uh, 57th Street uh, here in New York, um, he said uh, that he had read in a book uh, of the impact that uh, Tim Keller had on some public officials. And I thought it was very appropriate that in light of that, that I read for you what the Bush Center sent out this weekend. Uh, this is the center that represents George W. Bush in the post-presidency. Uh, he said this on his official letterhead, Tim Keller was one of America's foremost Christian thinkers and preachers. He was an incredible church builder, a prolific author, and a profound philosopher. I'm fortunate to have gotten to know him, and I'm one of many who is blessed to have learned from Dr. Keller's teachings and benefited from his compassion. Laura and I wish Kathy and their children peace. And um, just a a nice note from someone that uh, definitively was impacted by him, so much so that he wrote about it uh, in one of his books uh, after his presidency. Um, It it is uh, uh, always a good thing when we lose... uh, someone who has made a massive impact. And between Tim Keller and Charles Stanley recently, we've seen two of these giants uh, that were gospel-centric in their thinking, always desiring to, in a very practical way, bring the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world around them. They didn't apologize for it. They didn't slink back from it. And I will say that the, the, the thing that's similar between the two is while one had a southern drawl and one was a very quiet kind of typical northeastern um you had within both of their philosophies a desire to winsomely tell of the hope that they had found that they had been radically transformed by the love and message of Jesus and they wanted others to be radically transformed as well and they did it in a winsome way and friends, the days in which we are able to do things winsomely is, are increasingly going to be shortened because the side that is not inclined to believe that God matters is increasingly saying that they, they, they want to give less and less credence 
uh, to what anyone who is a Christ follower has to say. And there will come a time, I believe, in the not-too-distant future where as winsomely as you possibly can, the fact that you believe something deeply will be enough to judge you as someone who is uncaring or hateful. I hope that that doesn't happen on our, on our generation's watch. Uh, the mantle is being passed from the Stanleys and from the Kellers, and it is down to us as we raise our kids. Are we doing it in the same pattern? Biblically understanding what truth is and sticking to that truth firmly, but doing so with an eye towards helping it redeem, save, and revive uh, people all around us who desperately need God's touch. That's my hope and prayer. I hope it is for you as well. Kevin McCullough, we will see you next time.